Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Friends, we are so honored to have you join us. Soul Talks, Bill and I love being in relationship with you. We love following Jesus with you. And in this season now of Lent, we are taking time to look a little bit more at Jesus and mind the treasures that he's given us in his cross journey. When we were together with some of you at the Soul Shepherding Institute last week, one of you said, as we were talking about Jesus and his sufferings and his empathy for us and his humanity, one said, I'm beginning to ponder and wonder if the sufferings of the incarnation could actually have been greater for Jesus than the suffering at the cross. And I so appreciated his saying that because I, as as soon as he said that, and I was like, yes, as our lives, as we suffer, and as we experience so much pain, our pain and the pain of those we journey with, the pain of people in this world, even just now as we're talking about the pain of the people suffering from the earthquake bell or just seems like there aren't many days where we don't hear something that just pierces our soul with empathetic pain for somebody we love that's suffering. And Jesus chose that. He chooses to feel our pain with us, to co-suffer with us. He took on the limitations that we experience that frustrate us and pain us. His human journey continues to this day. Jesus took on the limitations of human flesh for all eternity. That's the incarnation. He came uh, to earth in a human body, and he, he now is a, still is a human body. It's a, it's a glorified, resurrected human body, uh, which sounds incredible and awesome, and it certainly is. But when you're a, a limitless God and you take on uh, the challenges of human flesh, that's not like a step up. That's a big step down. And so Jesus did that not only in the pages of the Gospels, walking through uh, his earthly life for uh, 33 years. That's continuing to this very day, and Jesus is in a human body. And so while the cross is the, the crowning uh, jewel of our faith, and it is the focal point of intense suffering, Jesus taking on our, our sin and our sorrows and our shame to reconcile us to God and the, the physical, emotional, relational suffering he went through was brutal. The spiritual suffering of taking on our sin even worse. And so we could never diminish the weight of, of the cross that Jesus no. bore for us and the love that is expressed in that and spilling his blood for us to heal our sin and to reconcile us with God, that we would know forever that we are unforsaken. And that cross comes against the backdrop and, and then the continuing life of Jesus' incarnation. And so really another way of saying this, this idea that Maybe the incarnation is even a bigger suffering than the cross. Another way of saying that would be that, well, Jesus' whole life was a cross life. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that mm-hmm. is, is part of what just burst into my heart when I first was learning to do the gospel meditations that make up the stations of the cross and discovering by my own experience this journey of 
Unforsaken is that Jesus in his humanity, I was seeing the different scenes from his life uh, and I was seeing the different scenes from my life. And so I'm seeing Jesus as he stands before Pilate and he's judged and he's condemned and he has to then go to the cross. Or he, he, he's sentenced. He's sentenced to the cross. And that's not like the only time Jesus was judged. Mark chapter 3, the religious leaders are plotting to kill him. I mean, the cross is like already in view. Cross is in view in, in Genesis <laughs> before we even get to the Gospels. But in Jesus' incarnation, in eternity past, with, in the Council of the Trinity, when he decides to take on human flesh, he does it to take on the cross. In his whole life that we read in the Gospels, there are many trials and sufferings that are taking up his cross, denying himself, and including experiencing judgment and condemnation and uh, people scorning him and mocking him and humiliating him. He had many experiences that we read about in the Gospels where, where he was judged. And to see him do that in a way that he knows he's unforsaken, he knows that he is in, embraced in his Abba's love. And that's how I want to live I want to live with that non-defensiveness, with that non-anxious presence, that freedom from shame, that security that I am loved, that, that inner heart uh, relational knowledge, that the, the hesed mercy of God, the, the sticky love, the secure attachment love, this is what hesed, the Hebrew word for mercy, means, that, that sticky attachment love, that unfailing embrace that Jesus lived in with the Father, that is for me. That is for you. And we see that decisively at the cross as Jesus is embraced in his Father's love, that whole journey. And, he, and because Jesus is saturated in the, in the Father's love, and this is why he could say, as Hebrew says, that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross and despised the shame. It's because he knows that his Father is for him, his Father is with him, the Spirit is the breath in his lungs, and he knows that he is loved. And so out of that overflowing love in the cross journey, we see Jesus, just he just keeps loving each person around him, soldiers uh, whipping him, religious leaders mocking him, disciples running away from him, thieves on crosses next to him, that are hurling insults and Jesus loves them so much that one of the thieves becomes saved and says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. I mean, it's just the, the love of Jesus in how Jesus died. It just has blessed me so much to meditate on that. And so that was opened up to me for the, for the first time, even though I had decades as a Christian leader and teacher and pastor and counselor and read the gospel so many times. It wasn't until I went deep in the journey of the cross through the station, the ancient stations of the cross that pilgrims have been meditating on for centuries. And I, and I went back to the gospel stories and teachings that are behind that, the prophecies that are behind that. And it's like, oh, I was just, my heart was melted and I was up close to Jesus. And this this is the life that Jesus gives us, this winsome life of we are unforsaken in God's love so we can do anything in God's presence and God's power. We can have love and joy and peace in any situation in the kingdom of God because of Jesus' cross. 
you've got a fuller vision of Jesus and the beauty, the glory, the personalness, the strength, the empathy of Jesus, the presence of Jesus, the power of Jesus, a vision to receive more from him, and then also a vision for the life he's called and equips you for. Yeah, and it wasn't until years later that I, uh, even than this, and I was reading in Teresa of Avila's book, Interior Castle, and, and then I was rereading that when we were writing our book, Journey of the Soul, A Practical Guide to Emotional and Spiritual Growth. And for the whole journey of the soul, looking at the stages of faith, stages of emotional and spiritual growth, we were really drawing deeper into Teresa's mansions in the interior castle. And in the culminating mansion, which we call Transforming Union in Journey of the Soul, she says that the key to enter into this deepest intimacy with God, this deepest oneness, this deepest Christ life that Jesus came to bring us in his incarnation and in the cross. The key is appreciating the humanity of Jesus. And through Jesus's faith in God, we come into the Trinitarian community and it was like, oh, that's it. She's articulating what I experienced in my spiritual renewal uh, at age 40 when I just came alive. It, It was like returning to my first love in a fresh way, in a new and deeper way than ever before. And it was through my appreciation of the humanity of Jesus, particularly his easy yoke from Matthew chapter 11, 25 to 30. And come to me all you are weary and heavy laden. And that journey of Jesus's and his easy yoke was just opened up to me this experience of God's grace. And then I understood what Teresa of Avila was writing is like, oh, as, as I was looking at Jesus as a human being and his faith and Jesus as the first disciple, I, I just sort of fell into this in part through, through the teachings of Dallas Willard and, and other writings, but it wasn't so much a plan. But then when I read in Teresa of Avila, it was like, oh, that's the pathway. We could do that on purpose. We could intentionally focus on the humanity of Jesus. And in his cross journey, we get to do that. And we get to see his perfect faith in God. And we get to see him prove to us unequivocally. He is divine. He is the son of God. He, he is God from eternity past in human flesh now, offering to me this pathway of trust and faith in God through his death, through his resurrection, but also through his life, his incarnate life, and the way he lived this out in all of his teachings they show me how to have faith in God. It's like, okay, this is the easy yoke life, even in sufferings, even in great difficulties. And, and it is this intimacy with God that pulls us through these stages of faith that we call the Christ stages of faith in our book, Journey of the Soul. And so, so many things come, were coming together for me here in the journey of unforsaken, this crosswalk with Jesus. It's just the whole gospel life with Jesus in the kingdom of God. It takes on flesh and bones. It takes on spirit and soul in in a way that that can fill us with joy, even in gruesome suffering of the cross. This is one of the things you wrote about in Journey of the Soul, where you talked about Jesus is, he is our mediator, but he's also our model in his humanity. And as we recognize that this was an easy 
because he was God. It wasn't like he had all these special powers and special privileges and special abilities. And he was just able to do all this stuff because he was God living this God-like experience in the human life. No, he lived under the full limitations that we live under. He, he knows he's intimately equated with us as human beings in all of our experiences and all of our temptations and all of our trials and our testings and our pain. And it helps us to open to him very personally and to feel safe and to receive his empathy and his grace. Because I think before, Bill, what happened to me was when I thought about the cross, I only felt shame over my sin. Mm-hmm. It only felt bad that God had to suffer all this for me. I only felt terrible about myself and all of my sin and shame and inadequacies and weaknesses. And But when you think about Jesus as a human choosing in love to draw close to me, in that. Not like this, oh, she's such a failure and I have to just go save her. Mm. Like that was kind of the way that I had projected this onto like, well, when I thought about Jesus being the way, I kind of thought, yeah, well, he just stepped down into all of the darkness and gunk and evil and grossness and sin and shame to rescue me. And my shame caused that. And, and I just have to feel bad and then feel grateful. Mm-hmm. But when you consider the humanity of Jesus, that no, it wasn't like he just stepped into it for a minute to rescue us and then one and done mm-hmm. type thing. And we just need to live with this, you know, feeling bad and, and then feeling grateful. But that no, no, he came to dwell. He came to be with us. He came to to show us his love, his witness. It's its like the difference of when I go on a quick little mission trip to a, a culture that is very poor and I live with them and they're suffering for just a short little bit and I bring them some gifts and then I leave them. It's like, no, if I move into that culture and I live with them and I co-suffer with them, it's, it's totally a different thing. Thus, Jesus' incarnation it's, uh, features his empathy to enter into our life and into our pain. And so, yeah, all, all of, the, of that sin and gunky stuff that you're referring to, that's what Jesus did uh, in the incarnation and then decisively in the cross. He took all of that on. And yeah, it's because we're bad, we're sinful, we have this shame that we have uh, rejected God's rule in our life, we've rejected God's love in our life. But we're, we're not unlovable. The, the badness of sin and rejecting God does not make us unlovable. We're not unforgivable. We're not worthless. God sees great value in us. We are created in God's image. And so Jesus moves towards us with this tremendous, uh, overflowing, uh, unfailing compassion and takes on our sin and our burdens and our shame and our sorrows and our weaknesses. He takes it, he takes it all on to forgive us, to heal us, to, to cleanse us, to renew us. And Jesus continues to move towards us with empathy. The cross continues to have great power to usher in the, the light of God and the resurrection light of Christ. And so, yeah, we, we can forget this or we can just feel like I'm I'm so bad and beat up that 
I deserve to be forsaken. I deserve to be uh, eternally rejected. And sin does eternally separate us and forsake us. So there is that part of the truth in that. But yet there is this sense of worth and value that we have that Jesus embraces us right there and accepts us. And so what we teach is that because of the cross of Jesus and because of the incarnation and the life of Jesus, because Jesus is at the right hand of the Father right now interceding on your behalf as you're listening to us, because of this great Son of God, this great uh, Holy Trinity, we, we are unforsaken. We are always loved. And there is nothing that we could do that would be so bad that we could not be forgiven and reconciled. Uh, Jesus is always coming towards us with uh, empathy and grace in his eyes and in his heart and hands that are ready to receive us. And God does not want us to be in shame. Shame is not good for our soul, our relationships, our faith, uh, our leadership, our love. Shame takes us out. And so some people think that, well, you ought to be ashamed. Uh, and that's what we ought to feel when we sin or when we uh, make a mistake. No, what Paul teaches that what we ought to feel when we sin is called godly sorrow. It's grief. It's sadness. That's different than shame. That moves us towards relationship much that's more readily. That's what we feel when we've hurt someone we love. To be the wise emotional response when we hurt someone we love is to feel sad. If we feel shame, it's understandable, but that's part of the broken human condition. That That's part of not trusting in Jesus' cross. That's that's means we're not coming under Jesus' wings of mercy. And so shame takes us out. It takes us out of loving relationship. It takes us out of serving and helping and leading so shame is, is not of God. The Lord would have us to feel convicted for our sins, but shame just spirals us into isolation and depression and even addiction. So it's not helpful. So whenever you feel bad, the, the better thing is to feel sad and find someone who will give you empathy and who will help you feel the hurt that's under the shame or the sin that needs to be confessed and, and uh, so that you can reconnect with God and with someone who loves you. Well, that's why I'm thankful for the Unforsaken booklet that you have written because always before my experience with contemplating the cross was one of pain and shame. And, but with Unforsaken, instead, it's one of grace. It's one of being strengthened by Jesus. It's one of praise and gratitude and receiving his, his love, his life. And so thank you. And I know you, that was your goal. You wanted me to be able to receive all the good that you had received in that. And that's why you dedicated the book to me. That's why you used me kind of as your test case with it. And um, it's been a great grace to me. Thank you for that. Friends, if you would like to experience this cross journey with Jesus, uh, then I encourage you to get a copy of Unforsaken. You can get that at soulshepherding.org and you just click on the top menu shop. It's available as an e-version. You can get it digitally and download it or as a booklet and we will send it to you and mail it to you from our garage in our home. <laughs> that's where we keep these. That's where we keep our books and um, we, it would be our privilege to do that in our prayer. Lord Jesus, would you in this 
special season. Help each one of us to appreciate more this amazing gift of love that you became human like us. You came close. You have been tested and tried and experienced everything, trial and suffering, an emotion that we do, and that you love us and you delight to be with us and you show us the way to your father, to that intimate relationship that you had, that you have with your father can be ours too. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Friends, we have a blessing for you. We would just love for you to get a copy of Unforsaken, Journeying with Jesus on the Stations of the Cross. This book has just been truly life-changing for me. You get up close and personal to Jesus in each of the gospel stories that refer to the various uh, stages in his journey with the cross and just the experience of forgiveness and love and grace and mercy and peace is uh, so powerful. Just wave after wave of Jesus meeting us in the challenges and hurts and trials and sins of our lives today. So it's a short read. Uh, or you can linger over it. Uh, even lingering, it only takes about an hour to read through the Unforsaken booklet. Uh, we just so want you to know that y- with Jesus, you are unforsaken. The Father's uh, embrace is around you, loving you right where you are. That's the message of the cross of Jesus. And you can get a copy of Unforsaken at soulshepherding.org. Uh, you can just follow the link in the show notes here. And we have that as a digital booklet or a physical booklet. We'd love to send you a copy, so check that out. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 